0: We call this a life change interview, and because things are going on inside our body, people have lives that are changing, and Sandy's life has been changing a little bit over the last year, year and a half, something like that. Yes. Would you say that? Yes. Yes. And uh, have any of you noticed that she's around more often and doing all sorts of things in the building? Okay. So, so some of you know that there's some change going on, but we want to present that to you this isn't your first church experience, though, is it? No, it's not. No, it's not.
1: Not the same, no.
0: It's not the same. What's different about it?
1: Well, you know, the takeaway that I've had with other churches, I've gone to Christian Science, Unity, First Baptist, whatever, and but I never felt connected.
0: Never felt connected to the church or to
1: to? To the church and to Jesus. I mean... I can't say anything bad about the Baptist church, uh, hello, because it gave me a good foundation. And I know a lot of hymns, and I can remember a lot of hymns, the old hymns. Mama Oaks loves the old hymns, and those are things that I always will treasure in my life. But the experience that I've had here through this church and um, knowing Jesus... Mainly knowing Jesus. Mainly. Exactly. Is the main, is the whole ball of wax.
0: Okay. So you had this verse that you shared, which is your one, if you had one takeaway the other day, and that was John 3.16. <laughs> well, I'm
1: glad you remembered.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, now, now I can't get my phone to work, right? Okay. So, so John 3.16 here says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son That whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Why is that one big to you right now?
1: Well, like we've spoken in our Bible class, uh, Randy's Bible class, it's the whole gospel. It's the whole ball of wax right there. I mean, even the book that we have has two nails, 316, and from the cross.
0: So it's making the colon with the the nail. Exactly. And it's
1: like so powerful. And that's what our life is all about. Our life in Christ is mm-hmm. all about, to me. And that's the gospel in a nutshell.
0: So, what was sort of the trip hammer or the thing that that led you to this new spot in your life? Do you know? I mean, can you put a can you put a moment on it for me?
1: <laughs> well, I think it would be a person within the church. Is that okay? I mean, Jesus was leading that person to witness to me, and wanting me. Not wanting me, but leading me. And that would be Mama Oaks. And she has been a powerful part of my getting um, back with Christ.
0: Now you call her Mama Oaks. Almost nobody else calls her I that. Know. <laughs> but but you call her that because she's almost a surrogate mom to you exactly. here in town. She's yes. a
1: very loving person and just a, as are all the people in our church. But Mama Oaks has been really, really precious to me. I've known her for a very long time. Uh, through her daughter-in-law Cami, so she's always been very, very special to me.
0: Okay, so now we've got it down to a person. Was there something specifically? And we talked about this a little bit, but I'm I'm delving into an area we didn't necessarily prep for. You
1: always do that. Do yes, you? I do. That. <laughs> um,
0: can you pick out something that she did that was different, or that or that connected you to Jesus? That because you say, you say it's Jesus but you saw him yes if you had to pick one thing that you saw in her it wasn't necessarily her but Jesus in her right um, what was it uh, can you can you put a put a moment on that one that i
1: would one? say her grace the grace her grace that she has that she sh- that jesus has put into her life that grace that she shows in times of Tragedy in tri- times of love, in times of not being judgmental with anyone. I mean, it's just so loving to okay. see that, and I want to emulate that. But I also want to serve Jesus.
0: Okay, and then that grace happened Does in you. Does that make you.
1: sense?
0: Did that make sense, Church? <laughs> okay, see, don't it, it makes sense to me? But, okay. but we're talking. We're talking with some people listening over our shoulders, okay. so to speak. <laughs> but that grace in your life has has prompted you you used the word, word overwhelmed with me yes. the other day talk about being overwhelmed by grace in your life what does that led what is what does that feel like that's so different for you
1: i think the overwhelming the biggest overwhelming and i can relate this when the we had the uh, seven stations and oh,
0: um, that was good friday service. good friday
1: and i just Cried and cried and cried, and I realized that hey, this is what Jesus did for you. These are each thing is just as this is what Jesus did for you. All you need to do is serve Him and love Him, and He will give it back to you. And it was like so overwhelming. The other overwhelming thing, of course, was the walk, the, the walk with the Christ. Walk with Christ. That you want every to just re- individual thing I can remember. I wanted to go back and just remember each thing because we couldn't videotape it. We didn't know what time it was or whatever. But um,
0: Part of the secret of the walk is exactly. to get you out of normal time. And
1: that was awesome because everything meant so much to my heart. And my, my heart just, I mean, the last day when the doors are open and there's all these people and all the people from the church, and it was just like, it was the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus was right there. And I'm like, it wasn't just the people. Of course, it was great that the people were there. But it was the love yeah. of Jesus that they, that I felt.
0: And you, you and expe- I want to be a part of and, that. And because this this isn't your first church experience, but no. some of that was different. You, you expressed to me that, that you had never felt no. so loved or even through the grace. You'd never felt grace in the same way. No. So you can go to church, and I keep whacking on my thing here. <laughs> you can go to church and not exp- and and see the grace, mm-hmm. but what's the difference for you between seeing it and actually experiencing it?
1: Um, well, I think experience. I mean, coming to church is awesome, and getting involved with the church is great, and doing service is great. I mean, that's just, but it's not all about that. Like we talked in our Bible study this morning it's just knowing that you're loving jesus and that you want to you want to fulfill that love by giving back to the church or giving back in a service way of some sort okay. and it's not how many committees you're in but it's just the fact that you're you're giving of yourself okay and that's so important to me and there's i mean our church has so many wonderful things available i mean we have all sorts of bible studies and they're all different I mean the way they're presented, the way yours is presented. We've been visiting John for over a year, yeah. and it's, it's first John
0: for forty-five weeks.
1: Yeah, and it's awesome, <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. I mean, there's a whole book on three sixteen, and the other. I mean, so these are just so powerful to me, and um, my Bible study with Glendine is is so powerful. There's we we've been studying the hymn. Is this okay if I get off? this track anyway okay okay (laughs) (laughs) anyway we've been studying the hymnal and the hymnal is so full of all these wonderful things about how to pray and I always thought okay maybe I don't really know how to pray and maybe he's not listening if I don't pray correctly and I'd always go to Marjean as my prayer person because I'm thinking she knows how to do this you know She's got the red There's line. There's a lot of
0: people that think Marjean knows how to do yeah. this.
1: <laughs> and she's got the red phone going right up there, so I better pray with her. But, you know, he just wants you to hear. He just wants to hear you. He just wants to hear what's on your heart. And I just have come to that realization that God loves me no matter what. I mean, he knows I've sinned. He knows we've sinned. We've been judgmental, we've, whatever. But he still loves us. And yeah. that is something I have never, ever really, really in, oh, sorry, uh, felt <laughs> until I realized, you know, what that was about.
0: Yeah, so you keep, you've used a word a couple of times today about judgmentalism and something like yeah. that. Yeah. Has that changed in your life? That's a big deal to you. It I is. know it is. Where were you before when when you'd come and you'd do stuff before and then filled with the love of Jesus? What happened in the judgmentalism? I'm kind of helping well, you get there, I guess.
1: As far as being in the love of Jesus, I don't really want to go there anymore. I don't want to go to that place.
0: Where you judge other
1: people. Exactly. And it's like now I want to be able to love everyone because he loves me. And he doesn't have any... Rules as far as well, he does have rules, but as far as why he loves me, he just loves me, and I go, I, I need to do that with with everyone, you know, and that's hard. Hallelujah, we're human, but um, I work on that a lot. But there was a one hymn and, that we looked at, and <laughs> it just it just fits some, something so amazing. It's on. So, page 655 in your hymnal, but um, it's called Fix Me, Jesus, and it was so, I thought, oh my gosh, (laughs) this is a great song. It was written for me. No, not really, but it was like, fix me, Jesus, and everybody in here is in that same journey, you know we're all somewhere on a journey. along the line of yeah. that journey of being fixed and not it's quite like,
0: fixed all the way yet no, but, but no
1: and if we are then we're kidding ourselves but um yes we're on that journey and it's just it's just yeah. so wonderful so
0: and, one you you have something you're going to share But on the way to that we're kind of in this spot where we're talking about there's struggles along the way you know like serving <laughs> jesus isn't all peaches and cream sometimes things go wrong what do you do in those locations of your life where you struggle with something. You've you mentioned a verse to me earlier um, from Matthew 16, the get behind me, Satan. Get thee
1: behind me, Satan. I used to hear that when I was a little kid. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, that really resonates more so now because I'm thinking when those thoughts start going like that, and Jesus is wonderful and, and he's helping me and he's living in my life and he's living through me, and that's wonderful. But when things go south, it's and like, they do, and they do, and it's like you know you're not really quite doing it as quickly as I needed it to be done, because I'm trying to be a fixer, <laughs> but you, Jesus fixed me. <laughs> you yourself not still me. trying
0: you you yourself trying to be the, the fixer. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So those are things that I've I've really kind of learned in those those stressful times because it's really easy to try to take a, you know your human aspect of saying well i need to do this and i know how to do this and i, I need to figure this out and i can do it a little bit faster <laughs> but it all comes back to to being patient with jesus and that's that's a constant struggle and but i'm working on it i'm working, working
0: on it. it when you're working on it what do you find most helpful along the way i notice you bring you've got a lot of resources up here with you this morning <laughs> But, but when you're working on it, you've mentioned to me um, being with people. Yes. What does that do for you in the midst of working on it?
1: Well, whether they're a believer or not, it's just the fact that you can get outside yourself, you know, and you're giving, maybe being a witness to somebody or maybe listening to somebody else talk about Jesus or maybe they're questioning Jesus it gets you outside yourself, and that's what it's all about because Jesus needs to work in your heart, and you, you don't want to dwell into what you're thinking all the time, you know. Right,
0: so, so Glendine's class, the Bible, the books, you've got this thing you're, you're, you're itching to share with us. Oh, yes, <laughs> and that, I'm sure everybody this reads this The morning, Daily Bread. The Daily Bread, yeah. was this this morning?
1: This was yesterday, Yesterday, actually. okay. And we are not trying to please people, but God who test our hearts? First Thessalonians two verse four, and that's so powerful to me.
0: Why is that powerful to you?
1: Because a lot of times we do try to please other people. We want to get their approval. We want to be sure everything is okay. And do you like me? And whatever. And it's like it's not about that. It's about Jesus loves us for who we are, and all he wants to do, all he wants us to do is to to uh, to say that, to say that to Him. Okay.
0: So you have, you have this fear that you shared with me the other day that you might become complacent in this.
1: I don't want to be a complacent Christian.
0: What's that mean to you?
1: To me, it means to just sit in that pew and not do anything. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, get up, let's do something. And give back to other people and share with other people and witness with other people. These boxes, all of these are are ways of, of loving Jesus. And that's where I want to be. I don't want to just fill a pew; I want to fill my life with the love of Jesus. Okay, Right on. And <laughs> that was Karen. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of where that's at. You have
0: some other places where you're looking to, to share that love, sometimes inside the walls, sometimes out. What are some of the places oh. where that's happened outside of the walls, you think? Give me an example.
1: It used to, I I would, well, I would be afraid to say anything to other people that were maybe sharing the love of Jesus or maybe not sharing the love of Jesus and being a witness to them. And I've shared this before at um, Ultraea where I was in Walmart and I really, I'd lost my cat and my cat had been gone for three days and it never ran away ever. And I was so distraught and I thought, okay, Jesus. I'm going to pray for my cat to be returned because I love you and I love the cat. And I'm going to go to Walmart and just walk down the aisle and say, I wonder if there's somebody in Walmart that would want to pray with me. Okay.
0: Okay. I, I, I know that's exactly the way all of you live your life, right?
1: <laughs> so I'm in, I'm in Walmart and I'm going down the, and I think, like No maybe not and so then I look at this one person not that I'm a judge of anything I don't mean that but I'm thinking she looks like a Christian so I go up to her and I thought okay they could say there's trouble on aisle four or something but (laughs) but I said would you pray with me and I you know just said would you pray with me I've lost my cat and she says honey I'll be glad to pray with you I'm like, whew, good.
0: So there's still trouble in aisle four. But. There's right, that's right.
1: And so we prayed. We exchanged numbers. We have, you know, been seeing each other, talking with each other. And it's so neat to talk about Jesus to other people and that, to share that. And then there was a, an example yesterday. I was at McDonald's having breakfast, and I go by myself. And um, there was this man, he was bowing his head and praying before he ate his McDonald's. I'm like, well, that could be looked at in a lot of different ways. (laughs) But um, he was praying, and I thought, how beautiful to see that. That is so awesome. And a lot of times I would internalize that and go, yeah, that was nice, and go about my business. But I thought, you know, I need to go tell him that. Jesus, I think, led me to say, go over there and talk to him. So I went over there and I said, you know, it's so refreshing to see that you prayed before your meal. That is so wonderful. And he goes, Jesus is power. And he says, bless you. And I said, bless you, brother. And off we went on our different ways. But I felt so rejuvenated each time that you reach outside yourself. And you're not trying to make sure people like you or whatever, but you're reaching outside yourself. And that feels so good. That feels That good. just so feels so good. Okay.
0: One more thing I want to get to before we run out of time <laughs> oh, sure. here, and I know this. <laughs> um, you talked about a difference in your family at home. Hold on. Yeah, she, She's going to get a drink of water. Get a little dry. Um, how, how is uh, family life changing over the last few months for you?
1: Well, at you, first, at I'm sorry, um, at first it was like, you're right, okay, whatever, and, but then who, who was
0: saying that to you, everybody, everybody, <laughs> so, like, all right, you know, whatever. I said,
1: yeah, well, in my brain, um, and my husband has been very supportive. Um, and I, I talked to my children. I said, you know, I really, really, i I uh, want to go with Jesus and I want to be a servant and a witness for him and serve him. And they're like, okay. This is a fad. Maybe she's going through whatever, and um, but it's like the consistency of of sh- having that in your heart. Sorry, that's all right. It's of having that in your heart is what changes.
0: Okay, so what's you said that some of that has changed? They don't necessarily think it's a fad anymore. No, they don't. Why? What are they doing now that's different?
1: Well, they're just. Different in the way they talk to me. I mean, it's more loving, and instead of going about talking about, oh, let's talk about that person or whatever. But it's more like, Sandy, how was your day? And and my husband is like, oh, let's pray together before we have a meal. And it's like, this is awesome.
0: So they they seem like little things, but they're great, big, massive things that have never happened before. Ever,
1: and it's like so amazing, but. I have to keep my strength and my love in Jesus to con- have that consistency. I don't want yeah. to have that consistency ever go away.
0: Yeah, the one thing you mentioned the other day was the better relationships within your family. Yes. That, that they're coming to you to talk about stuff where they never had that before, or you never had that before. Right. Right? And so so Jesus has fixed you. Fixed, fix me, Jesus. F- fixed your relationships, <laughs> if you will, a little bit. Yes, Um, through your life been different.
1: And not that, you know, it's, but, you know, when you have a friend that comes to you and says, Sandy, would you pray with me? I have something on my mind and on my heart. And I just really wanted you to pray with me. I'm like, what? And I'm like, this is awesome. I mean, it's just so awesome. And I'm thinking, thank you, Jesus, because I'm letting him in my heart. I'm letting him in my heart. And he's been there all along. But now I'm living it.
0: Now you're living it.
1: And I just love it.
0: <laughs> I, th- I think that's about enough. I think we're, we're right there at the end of the service. And look at that. Look, 20 minutes, it went by just like that. <laughs> what do you think, church? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let me say a prayer of thanks for what's going on in your life and continued there and then we'll have a song and that's what we'll do. Lord Jesus, I specifically thank you for the work that you're doing in Sandy but not just Sandy but Sandy in our church and in our church, in our community, in our community, in our state and in our state in the world. Move in us that we might do simple things that seem kind of crazy to other people but they're just right at the moment And then you fill us through those. Fill our tank, Lord, with your work. Thank you for the witness Sandy's brought to us today. Thank you, Lord.
1: Amen.